professional. Yes. He knows. <laughs> Seasoned, as Mariah said. As Mariah loves to say when she wants to right. ask me something. When she wants me to say something, yes. Thank when you, Cassara. When she wants me to answer, yes. She says, you're a seasoned professional. I said, you know what, Mariah? I think I'm getting your... Uh, I'm thinking every time I hear you say seasoned professional comes with a question right afterwards. <laughs> you are listening. You, you've caught the uh, the beginning of a conversation with. <laughs> oh, a, we were recording. <laughs> yeah, why Dang. not? Why not? Oh, we have uh, at the corner stove. The yes. long, the long time homie, a, yes. a renaissance man. Yes, uh, someone who really also just recently unleashed two brand new beautiful projects. To gifted these projects to the world neckbone and tubman uh a genre bending book of poems uh and and also a genre bending album uh the griot poet painter uh preacher uh the uh in a poem at some point i I think i said you were the uh the james baldwin a house uh none other than avery r young is in the corner store my man thank you so much for being in the building would you say i was a james James baldwin Baldwin, a house and the james brown Brown porch yes yes yes, yes, sir that's right that's right i I remember those things yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah man right that's funny well, look, yo, before uh, before we you know get any further in, um, you know, I got you some snacks out the corner store. I was trying to kind of because I, I, you know, we were around the same age. Yes, you know, uh, you know, starting to get a little more health conscious. So I got you some sparkling water, but uh, it's strawberry bubbly. I I, thought, do, thought, I actually yeah enjoy sparkling water now in my refined yes in your seasoned age. <laughs> And then also, um, this is a throwback. Now, there's no peppermint stick, but I did get you some hottie bites, uh, hot and spicy pickle snacking cuts. Dang, um, this is that. This is deep. This, yeah, yeah. Now, I, w- I really wish I would have come up off a peppermint stick as well. Look, I, I need a peppermint stick. Yeah, no, that's fair I, to enjoy I, those. I, okay, I, you'll, you'll handle, save one. I'll handle the peppermint stick. <laughs> okay. I'll handle the peppermint stick, but yeah. Um, but but welcome, man. Uh, this this conversation uh, is a long time coming, but but congratulations on, on, on this summer. No, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I get the summer, you get the fall. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing in the in a in a text I got this morning. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. Uh, Rebecca Volumes is is getting us together. Hopefully yes. for something soon in September. Um, yeah. Hopefully September nineteenth. You and I will be yeah. together at, at Volumes Books in part because uh, you you just released uh, you know this summer this incredible project neckbone yes um neckbone yeah this this is uh this is different man this is a different kind of book wow um what 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 can people expect first of all people should just as we're talking people should go online and order it you could find it everywhere northwestern university press your first collection yeah 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 isn't that crazy yes first one yeah uh, you know i was selling um I was hounding Jamila about her book <laughs> and I was like, look, don't let me tell you, you know, it needs to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Took me all this time to figure it out. But, um, it's definitely the book that I wanted to have out. If that's a, if that's a way of expressing yeah. it. Um, I feel like a lot of times, Especially um, when it comes to the idea of poetry that most people have associated with some level of 
academia literature that um, you have to be really, really, really smart to understand it. And I'm like, one, poetry is art. Poetry is always what what the people speak to each other. And I've always been around communities that where poetry just didn't live in book or on page, um, that it walks, it talks, and breathes. So I wanted to. What are some of those communities? Well, speaking with you, they all tell. <laughs> yeah. But even, even prior to that, because of course you're, you're from the west side of Chicago. Yeah, from the west side of Chicago. Um, growing up in a Baptist church, listening to a preacher cultivate a text that is not necessarily in the, the tongue or the language of the people and the members of the congregation, then to fuse that language or to, to take thou shall not and, and turn it into a language that the people who are listening can understand is always a way in which I was poetry has always existed because you're basically flipping Shakespeare, right? <laughs> so William becomes Willie <laughs> in that sense. But do you um, see yourself as a kind of translator? Cause I feel like, the, I mean, you speak to so many different communities. I think so. I would say that I would say translator, um, Although I don't think it's it's my job to translate, right. I think once you ha- once you put it in a form of a book, it becomes translation. Yeah. But as the artist, um, in the in the act of putting that work down on page, I think it's I'm more of a presenter, not necessarily a translator. It's not I'm I'm not invested in a person understanding what somebody else may be saying. Mm. Right, which I think is the work of a translator. Mm. Um, what I what I hope to be doing, right, is presenting a way in which people speak in the art that I feel it in the art that I feel that it is. Right, I think it's artful to be a minister and be able to to read something and then take it and and reiterate it in a form that is. Um, way more transcending than it is translation yeah, right because no, right. there's yeah. a there is not the it's funny that you use the word translator because translator or translation because i believe with translation there is the idea of understanding if i'm and if because i'm solely looking at it in the aspect or in the context of understanding something that is said um what i'm trying to do with this work is gather a response Right. And because the way in which poetry was presented to me and it's, you know, it was it wasn't nothing you just sit and listen to and go, oh, OK, and snap at it. You respond to it. You say, yes, you say, amen. You say, all right, <laughs> that's true. I got you. I feel that, you know. Yeah. Um. So. That in the. In the that church community, this hip hop community has always been, been an exchange of energy and not necessarily this thing that you sit down and kind of read and go, Oh, okay. Keats is, Keats is wonderful. (laughs) Is that part of the reason why you've, not were hesitant to to do a book. I mean, because you have you have a lot of projects out and also a lot of poems in the world prior to this book. Right. But was that some of the, the, trepidation the difficulty of taking what you do and kind of putting it into this 2d project that was at the end of the day it's 
it's a different politic because it is the first book and it is full color. So you have a press that is brave enough to do this for a person with a first volume. So a lot of the reason why Nick bone is out this time because Nick bone went on many desks and they were like, well, we could print the black and white stuff, but we can't print the full color stuff. And because you know? also your art is also right. in the, the art is in yes. the book, the yeah. visual verses, right. st- stuff like that. And a lot of what Northwestern got when I gave them the thing were, were, weren't, word files they <laughs> they were images right and so they were just like well how does how does dude send me a book of poems that are all images <laughs> and I'm like that's cause that's what it is it's, Im- it's images and so Parnisha like I said was is, is real cool and she thought and she saw she saw what she believed is a new way of presenting poems or looking at poems yeah. and, and all of that kind of, and all of that particular conversation. Excuse me. When you think about <clears throat> poetry and the way in which poetry or the poems are presented in this book and it was able to rock with it. So that's one of the things, that's one of the situations It's what a publishing house is willing to publish um, simply because there's a norm, right? Right. You know, yeah, this this book looks nothing like a traditional poetry Poetry book, book. whatever that means. Right. But it's this absolutely is an art book. Right. Um, It's hardcover. Right. It's a very beautiful, uh, you know, bronze or gold embossed cover. Yeah. 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 You know, the copper (laughs) situation that shout out to Mary, Mary, Mary that um hooked all of that up it yeah and and again it's not even to say that i'm the first visual poet i i loved what douglas kearney is doing yeah. and and other f- poets who are experimenting with what words and text look like on page but this is just something a bit other than just words and text on p- page yeah. this is a lot of the t- times what poets present to people um in the context of what is published is the final thought or the final draft, you know? Yeah. Um, and this particular book, Neckbone, is filled with um, what's going on in my brain <laughs> before the words even come down on the sheet of paper. And you, right, you, right. you experience that as a right. reader, in part because not only is a lot of it in your hand, right. But you're also seeing cutouts and scratch outs and you you feel like you are privy to the process. Right. So, yes, a lot of it is really about process and me being very um, vulnerable in saying, hey, this this doesn't come out perfect. <laughs> it feels intimate in that right. way. But yeah, but you're you're you you are someone who as a performer is vulnerable. Yeah. You give yeah. so much. If, 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 you know, folks listening have not seen Avery or young perform, do yourself the service. Cause it is yeah. one of the greatest, he, one of the greatest entertainers in, in, in the history of the city Wow, has to be, I mean, but, but you, in part because you, you give so much Yeah, when you, I mean, I was, I was lucky to be at your book release. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was, that was true. But I mean, you catch you on any night, right. you know, if it's a, if it's a California clipper, right. if it's at a, a school open mic, right. You know, you will really bear. So you leave it all out on, on, on the stage. That's all you have. That's all you, that's all, you know, that's all I have. I think that's the, for me, that's the task of 
the the moment, right? Um, I said my challenge to myself in all the art I do, whatever the genre or discipline, is that only my hands can do this. And in order for that to really happen, as far as I'm concerned, I have to present all of me, all that that comes forth in the hand, right? The print is not just just a dab and some ink on the sheet of paper. The you know the the fingerprint it tells you of the whole journey, right? You know. <laughs> well, it's interesting you you say fingerprint because you know thinking now about Tubman, mm-hmm. the record and yes. and your music yes. prior, it, it there's no mistaking your voice and there's no mistaking even if let's say you do a cover or sample a bit of another song like what you put your fingerprint on you put your funk your stank on it (laughs) yes indeed um this is what i heard the music the music comes from the church as well yes uh so where after the church where some of the other spaces where you're presented or or being presented than other art where some of the other other spaces from from being a kid even that you then see music and or poetry both either or in in these other spaces when i don't have ever experienced i have never experienced life without music my first memories for me is music and not just church music but um, I was also in a house where you had uh, what they call them the backsliders. <laughs> <laughs> so there was Millie Jackson and Mahalia Jackson in the house, wow, right? Yeah, so there was wow. that, that was that was that. And then going into going into going into school, and I went to Hanson Park, which was a pretty diverse population um, of students. And so and everybody, like my friend Moon was listening to rock and Daisha was listening to the Prince and, and Sam O was listening to what Sam O was listening to. And I just remember like, and when I was in school, like, uh, hip hop was starting to do it, do its thug dizzle. And, and I saw, and then I was in school, I was in school in the time when I kind of saw the shift, right. With from Ario Speedwagon to Big Daddy Kane, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and I'm like, oh, okay, and I was a part of this. It was interesting to watch this, right? Um, so a lot of the spaces just comes the church, the juke joint, the the cipher, um, the house parties. Everything. I mean, you Chicago, you get you get everything. And yeah. I was explaining this to Ayanna Contreras. It's, it's something about walking down North Avenue where I grew up and you're walking past a there's music that is coming out of the liquor store. There's music that is coming out the the Vienna beefs <laughs> a music that's coming out of a church church storefront church there's music that's just coming out of some and then uh, over the storefront church is the music that's coming out of somebody's apartment and you just you just in this tunnel of all of these particular sounds and so you know that is reflective not only in my music but you hear it in lot you hear it in everything that come out of chicago from chance the rapper no name a song like black exploitation come on now 
that's 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 walking down the street in Chicago. That's walking that's walking down the street in Chicago. Right. Um, and it's it's a it's a uh, it's a it is a wonderful gumboed symphony if that's a, a term I will put on the world right now <laughs> drop it on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a wonderful gumboed symphony that you that you hear you know walking out you know walking down the street and that's what I try to do and bring out in Tubman it was mm. the the initial thought was to kind of extend the poems in sound um or with sounds and as if a lot of things that were still on page wasn't wasn't there wasn't lasting to say about those particular poems or those themes that are brought up in the book well that's something about your you hear on your music that gumboed symphony right because you are comfortable in you know what sounds like more traditional gospel right records right but you also will have rock sounding records you have a lot of hip-hop breaks right and more than anything in some ways like you're a son of house. Yeah. Hey, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> there's no other way to put there's no way other than to put it. It's just it's for me the art all is bring about all of you to the table. Bringing all of you to the table. I haven't really chosen, don't necessarily am I'm not conflicted between the the sacred and the sin, you know, because um, sometimes I understand in some cases the sacredness in the sin, right? <laughs> you know, and the the sin and the sacred, you know. Um, so I'm not conflicted by those things. I'm I'm definitely always teetering on the line where they both exist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you are unapologetic in every way. In right. some ways, yeah, yeah. Have to you have to be. You know, the work or the work that I'm doing requires to be unapologetic you gotta you know car lay car play <laughs> shout out to nate marshall <laughs> do you are you still active in the church no i mean well i take that back yes i am active in the church because i have a ministry a traveling ministry as mama charlotte franklin says you know that's his ministry he's he has service yeah. all the time every performance <laughs> every performance that, it, really do. Yes. it really do. right there yeah. right so she says yeah you're still active in the church anybody ask you what church who wears your church on you tell them the church of Avery R. young yep you know so um i'm active in, i'm active I'm in that way. I'm, I currently hold no membership in a formal yeah. um, church house or home, but I definitely, um, I'm definitely more accepting of the idea that what I'm doing is is more of a ministry. Yeah. So I, I kind of I want to I want to talk about influences. You mm-hmm. know, like in, in um, and we could talk about the different spheres, and obviously there's yeah. great crossover, yeah. but uh poetry wise yeah. you know who who are some of the folks who've had a really big impact on the way you think about your own poetic hmm definitely Langston Hughes cuz it was it was his poem was the first poem I no no I'm sorry County Cullen was the first poem that I mm. that I saw it was like oh if we must die <laughs> oh okay um but I still don't think he's been as influential as Langs 
Langston Hughes because Langston Hughes spoke for um, those cats in Harlem that, you know, a lot of other folks didn't say, well, no, you shouldn't. That's not the stories you should tell. You should tell those That's stories right. of them, them upright citizens and, you know, not the whoremongers. No, <laughs> no. So um, him in the sense that he was speaking for a people. Um, Tony Morrison, Ashe, who we yeah. lost recently, yeah. because um, she was a writer that again said, "I'm not unlike Langston, which I can see the white gaze on his shoulder. Her 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 work don't." You know, you said it one time about my work. You said white people don't live here, right? And that's definitely the influence of Toni Morrison, right? Right? Because um, again, I live in spaces where what what white people doing really has like no concern. Right. <laughs> a concern. I, I I've come from spaces or a, a household that like what white folk were doing just really wasn't the thing that was moving and driving that driving the home yes. right um i explained somebody when i was talking about the book earlier i learned from i learned at an early age through my family or more so the the you know the woman who raised me my big mama mary booker that something was bigger than white people right something in in in, in her in her mind and in the way in which she fashioned her life, God, Jesus, her religion, her yes. faith was bigger than the oppression of white of white folk. So we didn't necessarily live in a house right where that was white focused. <laughs> you know, it wasn't it wasn't good times. It wasn't some angry person coming home talking about, dang, we, we just can't get over because the boss won't let me do it won't give me a raise and da 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 um we grew up in the house it was like hey hey with them doctors said you were never gonna walk but look you walking you know so so we lived like that right, right. um so and that's a true story right because you early true story you, you were born with i was born when i was born my feet were um upside down so the way in which i was laying in my mother's stomach, uh, my feet were, were like bound or something, so they weren't able to de- develop. And so the doctors was like, he's not going to walk. You know, she cut his foot off. And she was like, and Mary Booker was like, um, hmm, one, he's going to grow. So I'm going to keep, I have to keep buying legs and legs are expensive. <laughs> At the time, at the time, I mean, it still are. It's not like yeah. prosthetics is that you know, then you go get them joints at Walmart, <laughs> nothing like that. But you, um, and ultimately, she was like, that wasn't her decision to make. Like, if I grow up, I get tired of them, I can cut them off. But she didn't want to cut them off and have me look at her and say, You the reason why I don't have because you made a decision that wasn't yours to make. And that's why I always say, yeah. She's the smartest person I ever, ever will know. You, now you said Mary Booker, the woman who raised you. Yes. Um, yes, she's my legal guardian. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So my mother, um, <clears throat> who has cognitive issues, she had us, but Mary raised us, and yes. Mary had raised her 
um, since she had been nine, since she had been nine. Wow. So her mother, my grandmother, had um, left her in the care of my uncle, who's who's a prominent character in the book. <laughs> yeah. And he was he was young. He didn't want to deal with a nine-year-old. He didn't want to deal with a nine-year-old, so he brought it to Mary Book, and Mary Book was like, okay, that's my niece. I'm going to raise her. And then as she grew, she started to have children, and she had four of us, myself and my three sisters, and Mary Book raised us. So that's, yeah. how, that's how it worked. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and where is she? She's deceased. Okay. She deceased over 10 years now. Okay. Over 10 years now. Ashley, Ashley was a little girl when she uh, when she passed. Okay. But yeah, it was all good. It's, yeah, it's just, her birthday is the same day as Christiana Colon's. Oh, wow. On April 16th. So, yeah, she, um, she cool. She, she's, she the one that said get a sit down job, and that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, County Langston, Tony Morrison. Oh, Tony Morrison, uh, James Baldwin. You can't, yeah. I can't even front on front James on um, uh, James Baldwin. Um, but then I have to move over to cats like Baba Haki, Mama Angela, a lot of the Chicago yeah. writers, um, Carolyn Rogers. Um, well, and, and you are very clearly an inheritor of the Chicago black arts tradition yeah. and the Chicago black arts poetic. Right. Um, I mean, both quite literally because you've been a student of, of theirs. Yes. I mean, and, and Miss Brooks and, yeah. you know, and, and Brooks. some of the places I remember seeing you in when we yeah. were both younger was at yeah. the Gwendolyn Brooks black writers conference and right. spaces like that. Yeah. But also, yeah, that, I mean that you, you know, you are taking their poetic and also making it your own. And you have to work. You have to work and understand the tradition. But the 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 thing to understand too is now that you carry the canon, right? And so the next ones after me are going to now. Like you have no excuse. You you got to do something now because Nick bone out in the world. <laughs> Nick Bone out of the world. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Now that Nick Bone is is I've I'm um always saying that Mama Brooks gave um black writers in a certain position permission to still be black, right? Um, because a lot of and she made that decision, right? Yeah, she made yeah. that decision. Yeah, yeah. she stopped. Yeah, like yeah. fucking yeah. with white yeah. institutions. institutions. Yeah. Right. Right. And and, and she in part was, because their students like, you know, Baba Haki and mm-hmm. others were like, yo, by the way, you know, we are it's nation time. It's nation are you time. are you with us or not? Or no. She was like, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. And and yeah, she was she had white institutions beforehand, but those but those white institutions were always clowning. Them. Yes. Belittled her. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. so a simplistic poetic or right. whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, that bullshit yeah. they said, and yeah. nowhere and no and nowhere near it, <laughs> nowhere near it. If no, you're if you're reading white folk that were writing when she was writing, no one make music mm, like her. Mm, no mm, one mm, makes mm. music like her. No, and no, no one is also like as clear as she is either, Somebody or as complex. I mean, oh my goodness, and the call of simplistic is just again just thorough insult. Yes. It's not even. It's a nice word. <laughs> But it's thorough, it's a thorough insult, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, well, the same thing. Um, then there's outside 
then there's us, like the the cohort, as I call us. Um, you have folks like Roger. You have Reeves and Bonaire God. Um, you have folks like yourself, um, Big Sister Patricia. You have um, folk who I'm looking at and I'm like, okay, all right, this is what we got to do. We got to come, we got to come with it. Tara. It's so many, it's, it's so many other folks that are, um, that influences and, and, and that's, and that's poets, but a lot of, lot, a lot of, a lot of influences also come from James Brown, Gil Scott Heron. Well, that's what um, I was going to ask about music. Gordon Parks. Yes. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Um, a lot of artists that worked, in multi, you know, multi disciplines, yeah. and so, uh, especially when I think about like Gordon Parks, because his he wrote, he directed the movie, and then he would do, do the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, that's a you know that's a step of, of beyond Spike Lee, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Spike Lee not doing soundtrack. No, no, He's not no, doing yeah. his own soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but and he would. And then he would make these um, pictures. You take these pictures, and he would write. It, he would write, and it's and he, along with like Nina Simone, is probably like and James Brown is and Nina James Brown, James Baldwin, and Gordon Parks is probably like the four. My Mount Rushmore, basically. Mm. Um, you, I think Gil Scott is. Peeping over shoulders, mm. <laughs> Gil Scott is peeping over shoulders or whatever. Like everyone, like he does this. You, you, I'm here. Um, but again, and I say Gil Scott only because he was the first um, artist I knew as a poet that really did music seriously. Like, yeah, and he was he was doing the music right. Yeah, it wasn't and a great poet, but a right, better musician. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and he understood, and he taught me how to what I keep trying to tell the, the musicians and that work with me in the Deacon board in the studio is that the music is, is laying foundation for the, the language. Yeah. Like for Gil Scott Heron, I felt like the language doesn't get lost in the music. So that's his biggest influence on me as it comes to a poet who also makes music, right? To not lose the language in the music. Cause it's easy to do because people, are, people, music is that much more easier to pay attention to than sometimes language. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and especially the, and language that also, um, request something different from your eyes, right? When you look at it, you're like, what is going on? Because a lot of it is code, coded, right? Because it's code. Mm. Um, and that's intentional, right? And on paper. But like I said, music is easy to listen to, but the, but I still want you to know this song is about the four girls in the 16th Street Baptist Church. This song is still about Trayvon Martin. This right. song is still, so you shouldn't lose what a song's yeah, about because you kind of just lost in the music, right? And sometimes that, and sometimes that happens when people choose the 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 instrumentation over the actual words. Mm-hmm. So you uh, a lot of the folks that you you mentioned, they also have had a very serious commitment to community, to communities, yes. to education, both in terms of their role as a 
presenter in a community, as an educator in a community, but also a lot of the folks you mentioned as teachers in a community. You're one of the most socially engaged, community-driven, minded, (laughs) rooted artists that that there is. Um, And still at it, you know, 20 plus years in this work. What keeps you committed? One is because I believe that I can actually do what it is that I'm doing. I actually think I'm really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 these are no facts. conceit. These are you facts. Know, no conceit. Um, and two, um, I still think there is more to do. If I didn't think it was any more to do, then I'd just be doing something else with, with life. Cause you know, Life ain't meant to do the same thing all the time, you know, uh, forever. But I still think there's something that um, I can add add to the culture and to this. To this, it's 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 evident when I look at um, at the book release party and Rebirth did the piece about Khalif Rada. I was just oh okay, being around them them young folk um shows me like what i'm actually pouring into the thing for them to even consider that particular subject matter and present it in the way in which it was presented you know i feel a lot of it was had to do with my influence um well you you, you flu- you've influenced generations of young writers right. now at this point right Right. And you continue to, right? Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just had some, I'm working with little ones now, and I'm just looking at them like, okay. And one got the Gwendolyn Brooks, um, Eleanor Ross got the Gwendolyn Brooks Award. And I was like, all right, here we go. Back <laughs> one, one more generation. Here we go. So it was, it was, it's real cool. It's real cool to see that. It's real cool to see that. So, yeah. I, I, so you obviously you're clearly a committed person. You're yes. also very committed to Chicago. Yeah, I love Chicago. Why? I mean, why? I guess why stay? I mean, I know shit. I, yeah. You know, but <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like like I, you you've been here and been working here and putting on for the city yeah. and doing really important work in the city and have not really gone elsewhere. Even though you know, like you know, I've seen you in other cities pop yeah. and probably you know, given it, it's changed now. But you know, musically, you could have. Right migrated and gone elsewhere or you know mm-hmm. but but what what uh why the continued commitment to the city as well i chicago's home regardless of it is if it remains my permanent residence you know i 20 years ago if you asked me where i would be like now i would i'm like oh in paris because <laughs> i was always like at this point in my life i would be doing the, the james baldwin thing i would be abroad and 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 spending time in budapest and in france and things of that nature writing and and commenting on america <laughs> from afar <laughs> from afar, from afar. Yeah. <laughs> commenting from afar um what has kept me here a lot of times is the commitment to teaching folk, you know, when you make that commitment to educate during a residency, you, you kind of got to stay put. <laughs> um, although I love traveling, I love traveling. Um, and I, I would like to do more of it. 
you know but um and you do a lot of it also when you collaborate because you've collaborated with so many different yeah artists and musicians and, yeah and yeah. you get to travel get to, with her a lot travel, i get to travel with her during the mandola awakening we just came back from lisbon portugal uh. um a lot of the a lot of the root of me really staying here is is has a lot to do with teaching teaching kids yeah. the, the youth the youth of the youth have definitely <laughs> kept me here that's that's mainly been the only reason there's nothing there's nothing else binding me to the, to the city outside of just the mere love for it and, and what do you love about it i mean i i already know i what i'm writing and what i'm making i can't do it in no other city outside of this one it's just this is what i do is what this city there's it's something like a the cities for me is something like a cast iron skillet right you know there's there's something in that skillet that make the food taste the way it do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wash it out every time you finish. You wash it there. You wash it. You wash it every time you finish. But something the something in it still makes the food taste good because it's something else that's permanent in that in that space that kind of now informs the flavor of the food. So um, it's not to say that I, I'm. I'm way interested in figuring out the ways in which the darker people in a lot of different spaces communicate, communicate and code with one another. Right. I'm thoroughly interested in that. And I see the future of my work being, being that, um, just because in my experience as a black person in America, I've seen, the way in which the code eliminates whiteness, right? Or the the um, the fascism, the capitalism. I've seen the way in which the that doesn't matter inside the inside the code, right? And I'm interested to see how that works in other mm-hmm. in other spaces. If it if it works like that in other if it works like that in other spaces. Um, I'm just again, like I said, up until now, the, really the work as an educator is what's kept me in the city. But I definitely see myself moving and grooving along. Chicago's always going to be home, though, so that's a it's a it's a cool situation. I mean, look, one more winter, I'm up out this motherfucker. <laughs> trust and believe. <laughs> I yeah. think I got, I think I got one more winter in me. I think I got I one more January in me. <laughs> And then I'm gone. And then I'm then I'm definitely looking. I'm definitely looking. So I, you, I keep an eye. I keep an eye in Florida. Other. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, oh, uh, I uh, look, look. I know. I feel you, Eddie. I think I got one more winter in me. And it, I mean, and if it, if this one is nice, I may have two. But if this one is anything like this last one, oh, we gonna have a do whole different interview next time I'm on the show. Avery, <laughs> <laughs> so you said, yeah, I've been in San Francisco. <laughs> I've been in Oakland. I've I've been somewhere where the temperature is like the same thing all year round. Cause this this Arctic that 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 joint right there was was murder. It, yeah, that was murder on my soul. It was perpetually, I, I was like, I was like, and people were like, and I went to and I remember going to um, South Africa and going to Cape Town, and people were like, why, why are you there? You come here. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Well, I don't know why, but I definitely will tell you don't come in December and January. If you come to Chicago, come in June, <laughs> July. 
That's what you do. That's what you do for you, for your soul. Because I wouldn't tell anybody to come here in December, or January, or February, or March. <laughs> my, my fear with that is then they'll mess around and fall in love with the city, and then they'll move here and then cuss me out come January. This you is, know what I mean? This that, is, I, and I've seen that happen a lot. I've, I've had it happen to me a couple yeah, of times right. too. I'm like, <laughs> listen. Hey, hey! It's just a couple of months. You get, you get through it's only, it. Yeah, it's six months. Winter, yeah. winter, six months. It's just six months. It's just six months. You, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine in July. Yeah, trust so me. Yeah, fine. trust me. August is popping. It's popping in August. It's popping in August. It's the, it's the silver room block party. Yo, come on. You start naming stuff that happens in the summer, right? You, you right. do. You do. In the winter, with, with it, for anybody who comes here and from a different climate. And in the winter, when they're going through the misery, you start naming the shit in the in the summer to look forward to. Right. But they don't do like this. And then the taste is then the taste is you got, and man, the third of July is this man. It's, it's all within six weeks. Right. Like, oh, We're just like, yo, no, 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 no. These six weeks are special. Man, there's nothing like Millennium Park, man. I'm trying to tell you, every the movies in the park. Right. There's so much. The Chicago Chicago is popping in those six weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, my fa- my face is hurting now. Um, you are really one of the hardest working uh, people in in this industry, and in, 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 um, we're going to do something on September nineteenth. Hopefully, at Volumes Bookstore. Yes. Uh, where where what do you have coming up that people could also see you do your thing? I oh, that's nineteenth. I'm with dang. I'm over with Ayana over over. I think Promontory Point. Um. But I'm also, what am I doing with my life? And a lot of it is not in the city, too. That's, yeah. that's okay. I go to, I'm doing a Furious Flower, but that's in D.C. I'm trying to think. I got something next week at a boat, at a boat with the with the Center of Forty, um, on the 29th. I'm do- doing a workshop on the 28th um, that people can still sign up for. It's with the apartment, um, Illinois Department of Humanities. And I have uh, some stuff coming up in October and trying to um, start a new season over at the Clipper. But I was thinking, and maybe you, you, maybe you think the same thing. You think the Clipper is getting a little too tight, though? I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love you there because yeah. I love that space. And it's right. just, it's a beautiful space. Right. But, yes, it is. Uh, it has changed from <laughs> what it, it was. Right. Um, I, I would love to see. I would love to see you do a residency there. I would also love to see you do a residency at the Green Mill. You know, yeah, um, I yeah. would also love to see you do a residency at the uh, I don't know. Now, I don't know if they, if they would do it, but the uh, the jazz showcase um, as well. On uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not straight head. Yeah. 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 They had um, they, I, I saw Micaiah do do a good set that was yeah. kind of I mean, he's yeah. he's but straight, he's, but he's right. also like right. way off. Right. And um and that's that's why I thought of it. But I I, I, thought, I, yeah. I think I would love to do the jazz showcase. I, I yeah. love the jazz well, showcase. Should, should, yeah. I love the I love the folk over there too. But I know I know how they yeah. are about about. Well, I would I, preserving the culture. I, I love seeing you at the Clippers. So if that's yeah. if that's a possibility, and, and yeah. folks could see that in the fall, that would make yeah. a very special yes. fall for the yeah. people. So maybe yeah. bless them one time. Yeah, I, I think we I think we gonna do okay. a couple at Good. the Clipper. Good, but I do know that. Um, the concern at the clip is that it gets it's getting a little tight. Yeah, in the clipper, which again, I I I like tight spaces. I'm from 
the storefront church. Yeah. <laughs> and Lit X. Right. And Lit X. Yeah. And all those spaces Very where, you know, spaces. room wasn't necessarily, we didn't have the economy of room, right? Um, yeah. I was just telling Cash about the first L tab over at, um, at Chopin Theater. I was like, In the basement. In the basement. Yeah. In the basement. And to see it like, yeah. Now it's crazy, but I was, but I said it was something in that basement that you you never gonna see. Well, we, I mean, that's that's really I talk about this with uh, Idris a lot. Right. You know that we, you know, you and I, right. like that general, we really do come from the basement, right? You know, we like we come from that right. aesthetic and style, yeah. and it was if you put on in the basement, you felt like you put on, yeah. you know, and and and, and to see how that then translates. 20 some odd years right. later is Blue this, Groove Lounge I feel like everything that was popping was in the, was literally in, in a basement, basement that's right. of a space that's right? right yeah anything that was popping yeah was literally in the lower level of a space and it was and it was you know I started I, when I first was like out and stuff like that um, and out in poetry venues and hip hop music I'm like damn is every goddamn thing underground <laughs> Like they they really right, taking this word <laughs> underground literally. They, they, <laughs> this, shit, this shit is literal underground. I like, get it, y'all. Do like. we do anything on the third fucking floor? No one. <laughs> do we gotta go stand? Can we really do something that's like on the third fucking floor? Yeah. And, and and but no, but yeah, yeah, but it's something. It's 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 something about being it. It's something about being down there. Yeah. It's something about being down there. Where, where can people stay in tune with you on, on socials and, and so so they know also where to go? Instagram, Avery underscore R underscore Young. Um, I'll have no more room on Facebook. So you, <laughs> you, can, you can look at the page. You can, be, you can be a fan or whatever, but you can't be my friend. <laughs> so you can holler at me, um, AveryRYoung.com, and get on the mailing list, get on the MailChimp list and, and get all of the information concerning me and all the good stuff in between. Right up, bing, bada, bing. And um, my Twitter is B-E-B-L-K. That's B-Black at B-Black on Twitter. And it's all good. And Neckbone and Tubman, all the things that are out in the world, Neckbone, Visual Versus is a book, um, University Press. And there's Tubman, period <laughs> with um for practically everyone records which is a local um record company here in chicago oak park well maybe if you if you're if you're okay with it and, and dj cashier will bless us maybe we'll we'll go out listening to one of the tracks on tubman is that is yeah that a that's possibility? cool okay cool that's cool do um, we know which do we know which one we'll we'll, we'll do that oh, we'll do that in post we'll figure okay, that out cool. but 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 avery um for real man First of all, anytime you you know you are all you are always a welcome guest here. I hope you already know that. But yes, but cornerstone, yeah. Uh, please yes. please come back For sure. and man. And I, we got to talk about twenty. I want to be when you talk about twenty years. Yeah, we'll do. That's a good idea. Here. We'll we'll do we'll do a special twentieth yeah. anniversary yeah. edition yeah, yeah, yeah. of Louder yeah. Than a Bomb. But yeah. uh, man, I'm so glad that you you put these projects into the world this summer and Thank just you. salute you. And it's always good to spend right. time with you, man. Appreciate you. That's my brother, y'all. <laughs> Now and then you see me dancing 
And though them doctors said I'll never walk They said, Miss Booker, we think we need to amputate I said, I went for me and my control Mama calling the king of kings Mama know you the morning Gilead That bought me the prince of peace Mama know I ain't no burden to bear And ain't no secret that no one can Mama right back that old like your magic Mama know I can't get a prayer Super producer DJ Cashera. WGN boss man Todd Manley. Shout out Ernie the engineer. And of course Max the snack toy. All day. On IG and Twitter we are. Corner store underscore pod. Please y'all rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell someone to listen to the corner store. And if you wish you could also tell us who we should have on the corner store. Yeah just you know slide in our DMs. They're open. A great way to support us is through our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash corner store underscore pod. And you can, you know, support us in our future endeavors and, you know, get some benefits along the way. And it's like the little change jar. Like yeah, you the, know. The, you know in front, little, like at the corner store. Right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you listen, please support. And uh, we really appreciate your support. Thanks. The Corner Store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.